Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Here we will delicately and tactfully walk through each psychological issue. Psych! This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended as individual, psychological, or medical advice. Please proceed at your own risk and always defer to your individual medical or mental health care team. Basically, don't make it weird, guys. Right. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thanks. Baby, can't you see? I'm calling. A guy like you should bear a warning. It's dangerous. I'm falling. <laughs> that's our. That's it. We did it today. We are. Well, that song is "Toxic" by Britney Spears. You're so toxic. I'm slipping under, etc. It yeah. is. It is matching our theme today. I thought personality disorders. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about personality disorders. We're going to see how far we actually get in it. We started the outlines for this and it was so many knowledge chunks. Yeah. So dense. Yeah. So many chunks of knowledge that we're going to see if we can break it up into something a little bit more interesting. So at first (laughs) it was just going to be one episode. We'll see how that actually goes. Right. And and I think many of people haven't heard of a personality disorder or don't know what that would be in a mental health right. context. What that really means. I think a yeah. lot of people have heard of depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress. Right. Those sorts of things are kind of more common knowledge. And this is definitely more esoteric. This is this is the... Look you, at that $2 word. <laughs> <what's> <laughs> the, the sleepier I get, the fancier I get. I like that. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I just... That's opposite of here. I'm making up weird <laughs> shit when I'm... <laughs> you got my sweatpants and a monocle, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking tea. Pinky out. So, hey, folks. Welcome back to our podcast, Shit Your Shrink Things. This is a podcast where two shrinks talk about shit we think. Yes. We it's talk mental health all... Whatever the, pops in our little head. The live long day. Sure. All the live long day. <laughs> it's what we talk about. And we try to share some personal experiences and also some clinical experiences. So hopefully that feels entertaining to those of you who are newbies. We are looking forward to introducing you. As a reminder, we do have a Patreon, which is www.patreon.com forward slash shit your shrink thinks. And we have a Gmail, shit your shrink thinks at gmail.com. And we have an Instagram, a Facebook, a Twitter. Yes. Follow us, like us, review us, rate us, all the things. Do it, please. Do it, please. So as you all might remember, we're learning about each other here on the pod. So we try to share out what's good, either something good that happened or a funny story for the week. So Michaela, what's good with you this week? So my what's good this week is you, Sunny. Oh my God, really? I'm the one? (laughs) You're my my what's good. Wow, that's really (laughs) exciting. Whoa, I've never won anything. (laughs) I feel like I won something. I genuinely feel happy about that. Okay. Yeah, I just really genuinely appreciate and really adore all that you are. And I know that you have secret passages and hidden trap doors that I have yet to meet, but you seriously are so amazing. And, you know, last episode, you kind of noted that you're the person who could move mountains and you genuinely are that freaking kind of person. And you just, you've always kept this persistence in trying to be the good 
despite all the bullshit you've really faced throughout your oh, life. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, and like honestly, there's no fucking way would this podcast ever have been anything <laughs> if it wasn't for you. You fucking figured all this out and just taught me my stupid ass how to do it. <laughs> like I couldn't have I would not have had the capacity to figure it out, seriously. But Aww. like you're kind, you're funny, you're thoughtful, you're reliable, honest, you're gorgeous. Oh thank and you. I, I did do- send a text this morning that was like, <laughs> I'm wearing sweats, I have cystic acne, I've slept for two and a half hours, so you're gonna get a real treat. <laughs> and I honestly was like, You look cute, I don't know what to talk about. Uh but yeah, I just you you also just have like this like Beyonce fire about you. I don't know. It's oh Beyonce. Yeah. What? Hell yes. <laughs> this yeah. is great. So wow. You are my what's good, and I just I'm thankful. I wanted to say all that. I think I needed to hear that today. <laughs> I, I'm really glad that somebody finds my defiant personality as as something as that's charming. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I love it. I basically, got oppositional defiant disorder as an adult, and so I'm glad that somebody's like. This is a good thing. I, I think it can be charming under some circumstances. So I love that I've, I've tricked her. <laughs> I've tricked her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I needed that today. Yeah. yeah. I, I will so, say my what's yes, good what is, is your what's good. I had a patient this week. So we log on to video visits. And <laughs> I just thought this was great. Super short. But th- there's an area to put your name. Mm-hmm. And their name was Duh, master of my own fate! <laughs> Exclamation <laughs> point! <laughs> and it's like a much older woman too, who's like not somebody who you think would be hip. But I logged on, saw the master of my own fate, and said, "Let's call her Madeline." Hey, Madeline, did you write that? And she said, "Yeah." <laughs> she's genuinely I proud of it. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. that's clever. She's like in her sixties. I haven't 70s. had somebody like write anything other than their name in those. I know that's, that's awesome. I know I thought it was super cute. And she she said to me, "I'm tr- I'm trying to use humor more." And I I loved it. So Hell yeah, yeah. Madeline was kicking ass, and I got another one, just a small one, which yes. is I discovered this week. So I don't know. Have you ever had dry needling before? No, that sounds not pleasant it's not pleasant it is very effective for muscle tension and some pain like if you were to have hip pain for example which okay. is what i was using it for you would go to somebody for dry needling where they take so it's an like acupuncture acu- okay it's, yeah it's yeah. kind of like acupuncture and they take an acupuncture needle and they just kind of poke you and poke you and poke you and poke you in the spot where it is hurting <sighs> Yes, to release the muscle tension. That gives me so much anxiety. Yeah, I'm really oversimplifying it, but that's basically what it is. And I figured out a new skill for distress tolerance and pain tolerance that Mm. I didn't know. And it is putting on a song that I know really well and singing as loudly as possible to the song when the dry needling is happening. (laughs) So this week's choice was the Beach Boys. Which one? Which one? I I think Beach Boys did the Kokomo song. Oh yes, Went they out did. in Kokomo, and I was yeah, yeah. shouting, "Down in Kokomo! <laughs> we'll get there fast. We're gonna take it slow." <laughs> and that was how I got through dry needling this oh, week. Wow how did how did the practitioner doing that? They <laughs> were felt, they like, yeah, that's kind of normal. They, <laughs> <laughs> I think they felt totally fine by it, and we're also kind of jamming to the. Sick, sick beats. Nice. So, yeah, I realized this is something that I could even use to calm down. Singing is kind of a breathing regulation technique. Yeah. Yeah. And it made me happy. So, I there use that all the time for emotion regulation. Yeah. I mean, genius. Oof. Genius. Music therapy. We also 
heard a presentation this week, both of us, about music therapy. So maybe I was just in that headspace or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, so that was my what's good. I dig it. So what'd you do for the outside of podcast experiment? How did it go? So I was working on increasing my acceptance and gratitude. Yes. And there were days that I felt like I really excelled. And then and then there there were other days. <laughs> <laughs> there were some things in between that also. Yes. There were some that were just like, F this shit, hate this day, F, F, F. F, F, F. But I mean, there were definitely some days where I did really good about it. And obviously, those days were the better days. Yeah. But I don't know if it was better because it was genuinely just a smoother, easier day. And so oh, it's easier for me yeah. to find that acceptance and gratitude. Yes. Or if maybe that made it smoother and easier. I'm, yeah. I'm jury still out. I wonder about that a lot, too. That I, I find that I have an easier time on a good day doing acceptance and gratitude. And then so is it because I did it that I had a good day? Chicken or egg? Yeah. Or is it because I had a good day that I was able to do it? Right. Yeah. I think the trick is being able to do it on a bad day. <laughs> which Definitely. Is which can be real hard. Buck wild. Yeah. How did, was that? Because that, that was, was kind of yours, yes, right? So how yeah. did yours go? Yes. I have been having, I'll just disclose a little bit of information. I've been having some just biblically fucked sleep right now and so like as an example last night i was up till 5 a.m and i slept two and a half hours and it just it's just happening this is just something that is happening now just awake and i've used audience members let me just say i feel for people with insomnia on a whole new level because i've used every clinical trick i can imagine in my book and i've got a big black book Mm -hmm. of witchcraft (laughs) for sleeping (laughs) i mean i've used everything and it did not help in fact i think i've just been staying up longer (laughs) so i realized i think i'm going to have to for at least temporarily be in a place of acceptance about it yeah and that if i i've noticed that the more i try to struggle or to lean against it the worse it seems to get because my yeah because i get nervous and i get frustrated Mm -hmm. and then it doesn't go well and so if i kind of tell myself if i work on acceptance and say okay this is what it is tonight i'm going to be awake for a long time i can choose to use this time by watching six seasons of Selling Sunset (laughs) or I can clean the house or move around or do a gratitude journal, whatever, then that acceptance helps me more than, oh my God, I got to get to sleep. Oh, I have one more hour left. Oh, what do I do next? That sort of thing. Right. And the other thing is, is that I did use the time to do gratitude exercises. And so it was, I would say it was really challenging. Yeah. I was going to say doing it in a difficult time for sure. Yeah. But just last night, I found that I did that there was something really comforting about it actually cool even though I was awake I couldn't sleep I was writing about how I was grateful that when I was walking earlier that day that the sun was shining it was the perfect temperature the birds were chirping the wind was on my face I could see these fluffy clouds moving by and I looked down at my dog who's this white little fluff ball and she looks back at me with these sparkling little eyes and just like her tail all curled and poofed and I just felt like oh, we really love each other and just felt positive. And so I tried to think about that when I was having a struggle and it did help. So, I mean, I I think I'm using this in a challenging time right now. Sure. I feel like I'm playing the game on hard mode 
and we'll see what happens. We'll see if that <laughs> that fire keeps me rolling, man. I but it but it is it was helpful. So yeah, so yeah. worth doing. And yeah. it, and it's something that's also sort of relaxing. You know, sometimes when you're up and doing a whole bunch of stuff, you're yes. you know adding extra stimulation, what's going to make it harder. But if you're yes. like writing out things, you're not necessarily being like overstimulating. Exactly. So it's kind of sitting in the so dark. So if the sleep monster finally actually comes knocking, you might actually yeah. be able to open yeah. the door. That'd be, that'd be dope. That'd be lovely. Yeah. I'm, you poor, poor thing. It's, it's, again, go back to that sleep episode. If our sleep is effed, everything is effed, guys. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's it's real wonky. And I, <sighs> and I know, like, I think there is some level here we are the masters of our behaviors and we are the masters of how we tolerate and engage with the situation, but sometimes we're not the masters of our biology. And Mm. that is something that we have to operate within. So again, lots of empathy for those of you who struggle with insomnia. I had never struggled it before, but here we are. Yeah, (laughs) I'm I like to think about it. This is really a weird way to think about it maybe, but sometimes when I have a struggle, I think about this as, well, I'm going to get personal practice learning from the perspectives of my clients yep. and I'm going to be a bonkers next level clinician, hopefully yeah. because of it. Oh, yeah. And I can use it to I'm going to try every skill mm-hmm. and then also have empathy yep. for when it doesn't work, which can happen. Yeah. So. I, I, I like to take that stance, too, when I'm on the struggle bus. It's yeah. like, okay, so let me – this is this is an empathy lesson for me. Yeah, and at <laughs> yeah. least I can learn something. I can right. try to do a teach-back method if I gather any new data from right. my own personal experience. Definitely. So, yeah, so that was that was the, how the podcast experiment went this week. So this week, we are talking about personality disorders, as we discussed. We will be using the DSM-5 for this review. But keep in mind, to kind of go back to our episode about the DSM, there's a lot of pros and cons. And we might even talk a little bit about why these disorders make sense and why they don't really make sense. Right. So we know that it has strengths and weaknesses, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. But this would be what is used for formal medical and mental health diagnosis in our community. So let's define what is a personality disorder. And this could take a little while because it's (laughs) a super fluffy concept how common are they what do the stats say etc so the dsm does define a personality disorder as an enduring pattern of inner experience and behavior that deviates markedly (laughs) from the expectations of the individual's culture it is a pervasive and inflexible It generally has the onset in adolescence or early adulthood and is stable over time and leads to that distress or impairment. Yes. So let's break this down. (laughs) Yeah. What? See, what? In other words, (laughs) a personality disorder is a type of mental health disorder where one has a rigid and unhealthy pattern of thinking or functioning and behaving. A person who has a personality disorder tends to have trouble perceiving and relating to situations and people. They often have kind of inappropriate emotional responses, maybe lack some impulsive control, and tend to have a little bit of that social impairment. Right, right. So when somebody was, if, if somebody is to say it's an enduring pattern of inner experience, this is something that's very hard to measure. Yes. Right? We, this is one of the things that makes this such a fluffy diagnosis because we can't really ever truly understand somebody's inner experience. Mm-hmm. We can understand their self-report. Of what they're experiencing. Right. But even that is through a lens, it's right? Through even a lens. that is tilted a little bit. Yeah. And, and we have to try to 
see if we're actually even understanding it correctly, which yes. sometimes we aren't. <laughs> yes, there are people in the in our offices that we might at times call poor historians. Yeah, who their version of what has happened, what they report to us, bears no resemblance to the reality of what has actually happened. Like right. factually, it's not true. Right. And so it's hard to really get a beat on what somebody's inner experience is. Most of the time, people, I think, categorize it as accurately as they can. But like you said, it's through a lens. So we can't really know for sure. When it also says it, the behavior that this person is doing, it deviates markedly from the expectations of an individual's culture. I mean, you think about yeah. things like that, like Susan B. Anthony would have right. deviated markedly from culture. From culture. Yeah, someone wanted to wear pants back when women could only wear dresses. Yeah. Was, you know, All those witches we burned would have been, I mean, really would yeah. have been categorized under this this uh, DSM right. personality disorder as personality disordered right individuals. and again this the dsm was under what culture <laughs> you yes. know like yes. it, that's it's very much the western culture so we're not really acknowledging other cultures perspectives absolutely it's it's very it's quite rigidly defined i'm i'm really convinced what has happened for personality disorders is two things it was a group of psychiatrists who all sat down in a room together and said okay there are two weird things going on here and we cannot figure them out. This one does of, not seem quite like you know, one of these things is what is this person's weirdo behaviors? We're going to put that as personality disorders, like the strange uncle and aunt that I can't quite figure out yeah. that doesn't do anything. The witch that lives in the woods. One of these things is not like the other. Yeah, that was one group of individuals that they labeled with personality disorders. And the other group of people they labeled with personality disorders was this patient is so difficult and extremely treatment resistant. Yes. There is nothing I can seem to get through or do for this person that works at all. And also they yell at me all the time. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. <laughs> I think that was the meeting. They were like, what are these two groups of people? And they're like, eh, I don't know. We'll personality. personality. <laughs> we're going to call it a personality disorder. So uh, if I were to distill this, I would say that these folks just the basic concept is that they often have extreme difficulty in relationships. That's yeah. the thing that I that you see the most, see. and that that ne yeah. generally is the most dysfunctional for their like for their living. You know, they yeah. struggle to maintain healthy relationships, healthy work environments. Yeah. Like that's that's the main complaint. They just cannot seem to fit in. They cannot seem to endure a stable relationship, and usually that's what brings people into treatment. Right. I don't see people come in because they feel, I mean, if it's ego syntonic, meaning it is something that they're cool with, they're not going to come into therapy. In. Right. Yeah. And usually relationship distress is what seems to bring people in. It's this, I have trouble fitting in. It's not, it's not just like basic, I'm having trouble fitting in, I'm nervous, I don't feel right, good always. Right. It's more, no matter what I do, in all situations, I cannot make and keep social relationships for long periods of time with some sort of large fallout as if the relationship had never existed in the first place. So mm -hmm. it's like this, even in their family relationships, like yes. this is, they, they have difficulty even maintaining those relationships generally. Yes, yes. So how common is this? Approximately 10 to 13% of the general population are diagnosed with a personality disorder. And that's from the American Psychi Psychiatric Association. 
it is estimated that 15% of adults in the United States have at least one personality disorder. That's from the DSM. Yep. Personality disorders are diagnosed in 40 to 60% of inpatient psychiatric mm-hmm. patients, which is an extremely high number. So it's funny. We, we think of this stuff as it is very fluffy. The conditions are very... They are defined, but we don't know what really causes it. We have ideas about Mm -hmm. what causes specific types of personality disorders, but it's fluffy. It's ill-defined. We don't know what causes it. And yet, somehow, a lot of people are meeting this criteria. And so it leads me to believe that partially that's because the diagnosis changes every couple of years of a personality disorder because – there was a, hey, we're on DSM-5 now. So right, there was yeah. a one, two, three, and four that had different criteria. Right. I think there was something, what was the one person? It was like depressed personality disorder. I mean, we've had all sorts of different ones. Right. Well, and they've removed some and like, because there, there were some even like with gender mm-hmm. stuff that was kind of wonky. Yeah. So they've, <laughs> they've changed it over time. So yeah. I think part of the reason too that we have these stats of this is a really strange set of categories and we don't really know what it is, but yet a lot of people meet it Yeah, is because we keep kind of changing the rules and society is always growing and developing. So this is, since this is a culture bound diagnosis, mm-hmm. eh. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I feel like the inpatient population is so extreme because again, when you have all those chronic interpersonal struggles and you don't feel understood and you don't feel like you can connect with anybody, Sometimes that leads to that, you know, suicidal or mm-hmm. homicidal kind mm-hmm. of thought stuff. Yeah. And, and, and then yeah. or you're in the, and you're in the ward. <laughs> yep. Yep. You're in it. Yeah. That, which we, is not pleasant. No. Yeah. And studies estimate, so the third reason why you sometimes get put in the unit. Right. Would be because of kind of like drying out substance use reasons. So if you are real, 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 real high. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you have and you're having trouble drying out then sometimes an inpatient psychiatric stay or something longer could be useful and we see that people um with substance use conditions tend to be diagnosed with personality disorders a lot yeah so it makes you wonder what is it really going on that develops a personality disorder what even is that yeah and i think Michaela and i both are kind of on the same page here which is it's probably trauma. A lot of it is probably right, trauma. Right. Not all of it, but a lot of it. Yeah, I do. I think tra- traumatic childhood experiences, you know, with the abuse, neglect, or sexual abuse, you know, have really – they have been recognized as significant risk factors yes. for this. But I, I think there's more more to it than just being a risk factor. I mean, I, yeah. there there's some biology, obviously. You know, I think there are some, again, studies with the neuro – chemicals and things like that but yeah 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 trauma 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 yeah it is it's basically where a atypical set of brain structures and neural chemicals meet a trauma experience right which seems to produce a personality disorder right and we're just giving you a sneak preview we'll probably not get to all these this session but there are three kind of uh clusters of personality disorder and we'll describe each of those in sequence but suffice to say that it seems to be that trauma and some biology 
creates this. Right. Again, nature and nurture. It, it's always a little bit of both. But yeah. I, I agree. I think that uh, the nurture part does play a little bit more role than we recognize. Yeah. It, I would say in my experience, I would almost reclassify most personality disorders as trauma and stressor related disorders. If I was to write the DSM-6, I would probably have a, a heading of trauma and stressor related disorders and then have different presentations of mm, PTSD of or sure. or whatever within that or a trauma unspecified trauma and stressor related disorder mm-hmm. and then i would say presentation a presentation b right well cluster it in that c. way sure yeah sure. i would just put it under that which i think does make a difference in how it is treated yeah and how it's perceived again yeah. i think that there's some connotation with it being a personality yeah. disorder <laughs> You know, I, like, I used to joke with an old supervisor of mine because I, I remember clients wanting letters for things, mm-hmm. like not being able to come into work, FMLA, yes. yeah, 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 and, yeah. and they would want a letter for if they were diagnosed with a personality disorder. And I felt so strange writing that. I'm sorry, boss, I can't come in. I have a bad personality? Question mark? Like, <laughs> it's just a weird yeah. thing to have to write somebody on a letter. It just feels very uh, stigmatizing and Yeah. Odd. Well, and again, I feel like part of what we've said, I don't know how many times, is we don't want to freaking trap somebody in a box. And when yeah. you're saying it's part of their personality, it's like you're trapping them yeah, it in feels, that box. Yeah. It feels really stable. And that is kind of the – that's what they say in the category. Right. It's really it is stable. And yeah. yeah. I mean – it, yeah, it's it's, it's very, messy. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of times I would say it is not as consistent as it is perceived when it is diagnosed. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes not. Sometimes it is very consistent. No matter what you do, you can't really change right. anything. But right. I would say more often it is more flexible than it is initially perceived. Right. And like we've said on other diagnoses too, I think that there are kind of a spectrum within it, you know. Yeah. You might fit criteria technically, but you might actually not be that severe. Yes. Michaela has kind of mentioned the research is not consistent on personality disorders, and it's not really that well validated. So we have a lot of research on trauma. We have a lot of research on depression. We have a lot mm-hmm. of research on anxiety. But because these disorders are so fluffy and change over time, and I think different clinicians would diagnose them differently even. Yeah. It's hard to research, so we don't know a lot about it. And that's what makes them unique Mm -hmm. as far as treatment. There are cultural limitations. Obviously, women and men are diagnosed differently. People of color are diagnosed differently. And you can imagine how that would cause a bit of a problem. Yeah. And sometimes certain disorders are even reinforced by a culture. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so a little bit, little bit of narcissism. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So narcissism would be an example of a personality disorder. And it's reinforced by the culture. So, yeah. or at least our kind of Western United States model as yep. it is, that kind of individualistic sense is reinforced. Mm-hmm. So maybe we could discuss at least the first Cluster category a, yeah, sure. of personality disorders. So cluster A personality disorders, these individuals tend to appear odd or eccentric is kind I of the general. Them. Literally love they're, it. They it's are so fun. so you. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. fun. They, they kind of I just want to have like a coffee and hang out and pick their brain. But at and the just same token, wonder. the ones that I have, like, no. Oh, they, they don't want to have a coffee with <laughs> no, me. No, like, they don't want. No. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> they don't want any of that nonsense. I just want to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
so paranoid personality disorder is kind of the first one listed. It's a pervasive distrust and suspiciousness of others and their motives. So you kind of have to have at least four of these following symptoms. You need to either suspect without sufficient evidence yeah. that someone is exploiting, harming, or deceiving them. They tend to be preoccupied with uh, unjustified doubts about loyalty or trustworthiness of like friends or partners. Mm-hmm. They tend to be reluctant to confide in other people because mm-hmm. of that unreasonable fear that that person is going to use that information against them. Mm-hmm. They tend to perceive innocent remarks or non-threatening situations as personal insults or attacks. They persistently hold grudges. Mm-hmm. So again, those perceived insults or, or attacks are like held on too tightly forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there tends to be an unjustified recurrent suspicion that your spouse or sexual partner is being unfaithful. Yeah. And the thing is, is this is not what it is not. It's not schizophrenia. It's not bipolar. It's not a depressive episode. They're not psychotic. These people are glued into reality. Mm-hmm. They know exactly what's happening. They're not seeing or hearing things that aren't there. Right. It's just that they are incredibly paranoid. The end. Yeah. And with this diagnosis, even if somebody who is close to them is di- is really just demonstrating trust, loyalty, they don't believe it. Right. So it doesn't matter. It They are paranoid in spite of evidence to the contrary. Yeah. Because they, they're seeing it as a manipulative tactic. Oh, this person is, is trying to make me think that they're they're that they're nice and loyal but they're actually going to pull the rug out from under me and tell all my information yeah Yeah. exactly exactly and it could be based in you know the personality style could be based in a reality of the past sure but that it's totally inflexible now so maybe they did have experiences like this that have created the personality profile of being highly highly paranoid and skeptical but now in spite of all evidence any evidence at all this is what it they're holding on to it's incredibly persistent and it disrupts their relationships yeah i had a um (laughs) an example of this i tried to come up with characters fictional characters that could kind of represent a paranoid personality so i didn't know okay so the first one i had was or i think i only had one for this one because i don't see this a lot but i had daffy duck he's just always so angry and accusatory and thinking I mean, somebody is coming to get him i'm thinking of like courage the cowardly dog maybe Ooh, <laughs> i really like that i really like courage the cowardly dog that would be good too yeah just but people are coming to get I was gonna say, but at the same time courage just, the yeah, problem, yeah. there's it would, some evidence there <laughs> yes it would be like if courage the cowardly dog were incredibly paranoid and exactly as how he is, but, but there without were without the yes. aliens or whatever yeah. coming to get him. There yeah. was no aliens. <laughs> there was no ghosts. There was no mean farmer. It was just his paranoia yeah. and trying to protect Muriel at all costs. Right. Yeah. But it was none of that was happening. Yes, right. that's a perfect. I love that example. Yeah. Oh. But I do think. I mean, this is clearly you can just by hearing this, you can see how a potential trauma yes would develop this. But again, yeah. the the situation is they aren't changing. They the evidence in the now does not support the reason for them to keep being so paranoid. Right. And I think this is why clinicians have a hard time separating these these personality disorders from a mood disorder like anxiety or depression Mm -hmm. or from a trauma disorder because I think a lot of us see the origin story here and we think we're like okay I kind of make sense yeah like well I don't know maybe that's trauma right Right. and so yeah it's just it's just something to think about and a lot of times a, a 
person will tell you, nah, I'm good. I didn't have anything weird in my childhood. Everything was good. I don't know. I'm just like this. And so they'll get diagnosed with a personality disorder. And then later it comes to like, yes. later something. they're actually just describing something. You're like, you said that was normal and cool. Yeah. What the WTF? Yeah. Now? Yeah. That, that, <laughs> hey, that's your villain story. That's your yeah. origin arc, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's where it all began, Lex Luthor. <laughs> so I, I actually have not seen a client with paranoid personality disorder solo ditto maybe ever have you Uh uh-uh i have not okay i was okay the only thing i could think of is i had a co-worker who might have had this oh that's really interesting yeah that's the i i I was pulling every brain file i could and i had one co-worker i actually really liked him i think he liked me too (laughs) question mark but (laughs) This person was convinced that the entire, let's say, department where we were working was out to get him. Mm. I would present him with evidence to the contrary that, I I mean, I don't even think they think about you, man. Right. There is really no, they don't talk about us. They don't think about us. They don't care about us. That would require them to give a shit about us. Yeah. Are you kidding me? (laughs) They they don't give any shit. about us. They only care about themselves. (laughs) Yeah. And he had a lot of kind of government conspiracy theories oh interesting he had yeah, a yeah. lot of he had a lot of government conspiracy theories conspiracy <laughs> uh, theories i kind of do <laughs> about, but also about his family okay. and also about his co-workers yeah 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 and also about pretty much every person he came into contact with and he had a lot of kind of like loyalty testing that, that he makes would sense do. yeah i would, would play a part yeah i would see him kind of well if you if i can really trust you then uh, make sure to leave your phone at the door, you know, or if I can really trust you, make sure you're not in this place at this time, et cetera. Like he mm. had, he had little tests, Weird. but I never got the sense that he was trying to be manipulative or cruel. It was just self-protection. Yeah. 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 But I don't, Poor soul. I know from, to my knowledge, he was not having <laughs> active psychosis outside of maybe smoking pot (laughs) but yeah like to my knowledge it was not organic i think it was just a personality thing interesting i know it was the only time i've ever encountered it so and maybe other clinicians have different experiences it could just be the the populations i've worked in yeah yeah Yeah. so that's the first one within cluster a personality disorders and keep in mind again cluster a is People who feel odd and eccentric, and then we've got full other ones, B and C. Yeah. So everybody, buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to see a lot of weird aunts and uncles in this. Or maybe you see yourself, and frankly, I love you if that's yeah, true. That's, it's yeah. okay. Don't Again, don't let yourself be trapped. Yeah, we're just going to let this be information right. that comes into your ear portals. Yeah. It doesn't have to be super serious. We can all just deal with what it is. And- right. And find some acceptance and start to work on things if yeah. we need to. Yeah. Yeah. If you sure. see yourself in this, no judgment. So what's the next one? The next one is schizoid personality disorder. Oh, I always get these mixed up. Okay. What's schizoid? So schizoid is a pervasive pattern of detachment from social relationships and a restricted range of expression of emotions in interpersonal settings. Yeah. So you need to have at least four of these following things. So you neither desire nor enjoy close relationships, including with your family. 
So you really lack close friends or confidence. And, you know, even your family relationships are only sort of semi there. Like some people might maintain them for like financial reasons, mm-hmm. but they don't really like you or want to spend any time with you. Yeah. They're like, you know, eh, no, I'm good. No, thanks. Yeah. They prefer to be alone. They choose solitary activities. There's little to no interest in having sexual experiences with another person. Mm -hmm. There's an inability to take pleasure in a lot of those activities, like just most everyday activities. They're they're at what we would call that is blunted affect a lot of times, which just means they looked. Oh, my God. And and now I'm using another term masked faces. (laughs) (laughs) It just means when you look at them, they're not showing a lot. Yeah, they're not showing a lot of emotions ever. It's just kind of always vague. Yeah. And then there's an indifference to praise or criticism. So it just like, doesn't matter. Yeah, like you can say some mean shit, you can say some good shit, and again, the face is the same. Like, like there's cool, and man. There's an I don't care to pick up on those social cues, like for yeah. those interactions. And they really just like because of that, they appear to be emotionally cold, detached, and again, that flattened, blunted affect. Yes. And so rule out of hey, make sure it's not this other thing would be schizophrenia, which Mm -hmm. is, again, when somebody's actively having delusions and hallucinations or bipolar, which we can talk about in a different episode or depressive disorder, which we've talked about. Uh, The one that I think gets me is how similar this is to autism spectrum in some ways. Yeah. And I, I think I tend to err on the side of autism spectrum giving somebody autism over this yeah Yeah. i don't know if i've also ever diagnosed this one is that weird i'm starting to wonder if i'm bizarre (laughs) i don't i really don't diagnose personality disorders a whole lot yeah i try to err away from it if i if i can yeah but there's still kind of a warmth that you can feel sometimes with people with autism spectrum whereas this feels really cold yeah i i mean i, I just like energy I wise i know it's kind of weird yeah to say, but like <laughs> the vibes you get is like what the okay like yeah whereas like an autistic person like you can sense that there's warmth they just don't really know yeah how totally and you know also maybe even desire for social contact on yes some level, right 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 desire for closeness and right. desire for some sexual connection right all of those things could be there I think I have not, I just straight have not seen somebody who was actually schizoid in my practice. No. I think I I've seen either. antisocial, <laughs> which can look oh, like I've this. Lots, lots. I've seen antisocial, which can look like this, could be another rule out. And I've seen really serious depression that yeah. can look like this. Sure. Uh, but I just, no schizoid. Maybe I suck. I don't know. I, I just haven't seen it. I, I don't think I mean I don't think it's very commonly diagno- diagnosed. I yeah. really don't. Yeah. But again, I have I don't know. Maybe maybe we're just Well, I think too, maybe it's because we're not medical staff members or medical team members. I think I have noticed that there tends to be in the psychiatric community community or the medical community a more mm, not prevalence, but a, a higher likelihood to diagnose a personality disorder. And I don't know if that's a training background thing, maybe. Um, Or, you know, I honestly wonder, too, if it's just exposure because we see the people so often that it that doesn't feel quite as. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We see just so many like other data points that we would maybe be more willing to diagnose something different. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. But that could be. That's one thing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I all, mean, all you I, med- again, I don't feel like this one would be one that would necessarily end up as much in the side because they're very happy to be by themselves. Yes. Like, fuck everybody. Yeah. Like, I'm cool over here. Like, you, you, 
you just stay over there. Yeah, that's a really great point. So I don't even know if in an inpatient they, setting they would really show up too often, like this yeah. this one in particular. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I actually think paranoid personality disorder wouldn't show up too often either. Because they'd be too paranoid yeah. to like, say anything. Yeah, because yeah, you'd have to reveal. I think we're <laughs> literally just now discovering why I never diagnosis is because I never catch them. They're not going to be caught dead in my office. No. Which is, hey, understandable. Fair enough, everybody. That is not a judgment. <laughs> I don't want to be in my own office. <laughs> yeah, but even in my prison setting, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's where I've came across a few different, per- like, the most personality disorders in, yeah. like, my practice. But I even in there, I haven't seen as those much. two at, in particular. Well, you'd think with paranoid personality, you would stay away from anything and anyone that could get you in incarcerated. Trouble. Sure. Yeah. And you would and think- Zoe's not going to join up in your weird criminal activity. F that noise. <laughs> yeah. The, the, <laughs> the concept of a gang to somebody with no, Skizoid is probably like horrible. That's like, like freaking- Ew, I like hate off this. There. <laughs> That's like somebody with schizoids hell. It's like I really, really don't want to be trapped in this. And they wouldn't care about any of the reinforcement they were getting. Right, either. exactly. Or the criticisms, right? Like, hey, we're gonna hunt you down, whatever. <laughs> totally indifferent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we've solved the riddle of why we never <laughs> why we never, why see, we never see this. I'm learning in this moment right now. So what is I think there is one more, isn't there? Schizotypal? Yes. yes. So there's one more in cluster A, which is schizotypal personality disorder. Oh, I was gonna say, um, schizoid, by the way. I came up with a couple of options of Maybe fictional characters that Ooh, could okay. relate. I, these are loose, guys. Please just don't at me right now. <laughs> uh, but one I thought was kind of like a little Donnie Darko. Not in every, not right. in every department because he clearly wants some contact, social contact. But maybe Donnie Darko, maybe Gollum. Okay, <laughs> from Lord of the Rings. Okay, All he gives a but, shit about is the precious. But they do. They. I mean, Donnie Darko kind of has a flat affect. I feel he but does. I, but. But but he also does have delusions. He, so that, that was the too. part where it That's was like the rule out. Uh, yeah, you know. But and maybe little do- little pieces Gollum of Donnie has Darko. a lot of facial expressions. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Gollum is incredibly facially expressive. We're gonna say say like if uh, a fusion character. There you go. Of Donnie Darko, Gollum. I also had Moss from the IT crowd. I don't know if you oh, ever no, watched I that. Seen that. Yeah, I need to watch that. So like if you took those three and maybe created <laughs> them into a being a being yes yeah. this could be what we're looking at with schizoid so i'm doing my best to try and make it as pop culture as possible but i love that i don't know how well i'm succeeding <laughs> okay so the next one the third one and the final one and probably we should call it at that today is just cluster a personality disorders is schizotypal personality disorder and yes. i had this one as the willy wonkas the jack sparrows and the mad hatters Ah, uh, it's a little crazier than that. <laughs> it's okay. like even escalated. Yeah, because yeah. I have actually came into di- into contact with this. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Me too. But I'm trying to like get what, I mean, what else can you think of that would be close? I, I honestly can't it, it because was like, it's that odd and eccentric. Yeah, <laughs> that, so take Willie so, and take Jack and take the Mad Hatter and just dial them up to an 11. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. So this is the per- best way possible, by the way. Like I love... They're, I enjoy this. They're they're very interesting. Yes. 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 They're uh, Hey, okay. If you were somebody with schizotypal personality disorder, no shade. No. Genuinely love it. Yeah. You're you're an interesting cat. So it's a pervasive pattern of social and interpersonal deficits, which is marked by acute discomfort, 
and capacity for close relationships as well as by cognitive or perceptual distortions and eccentricities eccentricities of behavior. behavior. Yeah, yeah. So bit eccentric. Yeah, yes. bit eccentric, got some kind of thought distortions and really have some struggles with those interpersonal relationships. So it has to have at least five of these following things. So you need to have ideas of reference. This is excluding like actual delusions of reference. So what an idea of reference is is a false belief that a random or irrelevant occurrence in the world directly relates to them. So let's say they're walking through like a crowded shopping area and they hear two people laughing. They think those people are laughing at them. Yeah. Like or talking about them or whatever. Yep. Right. They tend to have odd or magical thinking. These this is some of the interesting stuff that influence their behaviors and is inconsistent with subcultural norms. Okay. Yeah. Like I have an example. Uh, One of my clients believed that they were a a fairy, I want to say, and that But it wasn't delusional or psychotic. It was just like, I think that fairies exist. I am one. I'm going to the fairy world at some point. That was just one of the beliefs. It was like, okay, that's, I would categorize that as odd or eccentric. Maybe true. I don't fucking know. (laughs) But certainly not a cultural norm here in the US. Yeah. I'll break down mine a little later. They have, they have unusual perceptions, or they have unusual perceptual experiences, including a body illusions. Um, Yeah. I would love to hear what body illusions you. Th- I I again. Let me get yeah to my yeah guy get later. through it yeah. yeah. Uh, they have odd thinking and speech, so they tend to kind of be vague and circumstantial or metaphorical, or they over elaborate. There tends to be some suspiciousness or paranoid ideation. They tend to have that inappropriate or constricted affect. So again, a little bit not quite as blunt. It's it's just constricted. It's a little yeah. bit held back. They're just facial expressions aren't necessarily matching as, the things that they're right, saying. Yeah. Right. Their behavior or appearance is, again, odd, eccentric, or just peculiar. Yeah, Willy Wonka, man. That's what I did. Mad Hatter. Yes, Jack Sparrow. Okay, come on. I'm Uh, trying. That's fair, I suppose. They tend to lack You saw how Jack Sparrow walks. You're right. He did have quite the little (laughs) He's a weird swagger. He does. It doesn't seem neurological. No. (laughs) Lack of close friends, uh, other than perhaps, again, the immediate family. Excessive social anxiety that does not diminish with familiarity. Mm-hmm. And tends to be associated, again, with those paranoid fears rather than negative judgments about self. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think we have both encountered this a little more often. Yes. It is usually a question of, does this person have schizophrenia is usually the first question. Right. Is this person experiencing psychosis, seeing or hearing things that aren't there? Mm-hmm. Is this person having delusions right. uh, that are re- treatable, remittable? Yeah. Um, are they manic? Yes. Are they on a substance? Right. And when we start, when is we there's some autism. Is there stuff? some autism like, spectrum? Yeah. And when we rule all that out, none of it's happening. We're it's we are still we're, we're like, like what <laughs> what is going on yeah. right now? And then we are left with what would be called schizotypal personality disorder. So tell me about your experience with this. So I did come across this while I was in the prison, mm-hmm. and. He didn't have this formal diagnosis when I began to work with him. So mm-hmm. I was really proud that I was able to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But I'll be honest, I got some help with my licensure supervisor because I was like, what the 
is going on? Like, I cannot, like, help get a read me. on this guy. Help me, help me. Yeah. 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 I was just so perplexed because I just never experienced somebody with these kinds of thought patterns and, like, it's expressions. And, yeah. you know, it's just so bizarre. It's very rare. Like, yeah. he believed that certain ramen po- packets would give him certain, like, powers, like, superpowers. Are you telling me they don't? <laughs> I mean, like, would, like I know when I eat specific shrimp. ramen packets and he would, you know. Okay, Michaela, shrimp does give you <laughs> the ability to turn invisible. Like, fuck off. I know that. I know that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it would be that kind of like, like, yeah. consi- like, there's no talking them out of this. Like, yeah. that is, this is real. Yeah. Shrimp flavor is invisibility. Suck right. <laughs> he would avoid stepping on cracks as he legit thought it would break his mother back. Ooh. He, That's stressful. He would hold in his bowel movements because he thought it gave his body more nutrients. So this is kind of those body illusions. Mm-hmm. And it actually caused like serious levels of like constipations uh-huh. and like impactment issues. Yeah. And But he, he thought that that helped him be a stronger, you know, yeah. bigger person. Yeah. And he always did have like thoughts of like those paranoid thoughts where other people on the yard were actually out to get him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, there wasn't a lot of evidence for this. And in the end, he ended up kind of using it as like manipulative tactic uh-huh. so he could get what he wanted when he wanted it. Uh-huh. Um, wow. It, he was a really interesting cat. And <laughs> That's I, I yeah. like I, I, I did enjoy working with him, but it was almost just like all I could do was document the interestingness yeah you know like yeah this is so peculiar all yeah. i can do is like document it and then hope you know send you on to somewhere else that hopefully can help you better like yeah. we did transfer him to like the mental health clinic because it right. was like he needs more care than he can get on this yard yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well and i think that's exactly it with with uh criterion a or uh category a personality disorders one they don't show up a lot Two, they're really hard to diagnose and they're really rare. And three, when they do show up and we do actually get an accurate diagnosis, it's like, what the fuck do we do now? Right. It really does feel like because the research, I, I mean, what what we should do as practitioners is be able to hit the books if we don't know about something, look up empirical-based studies, right. figure out what what controlled trials have been done, what kind of medications could help, what kind of therapy services could help. But when I'm telling y'all, when you do this for cluster A personality disorders, you come up with a lot of goose eggs. Yeah. There is not a lot of information. So Michaela is not just like, I oh, I don't know. I just didn't. I stopped there. It's that when you try to figure this out, when right. you do peer consultation, when you do alternative means, you figure out that there's not a lot of information. So it ends up being a almost a guess and test model yeah. of other modalities of treatment that you think, okay, I know this is a successful in this population, this population, this population. I'm going to try it here and see how it goes. Yeah. But it is like a tightrope walk because again, with all of, with all of these cluster A's, they have such deep held beliefs yeah. that you have to really be careful about how you're challenging them, like yeah. in a way that you're not like ruining yeah. your relationship with them. Yeah, for sure. But you're also trying to help them see outside of that. It's a real delicate tightrope. Yeah, I mean, incredibly hard to treat. And <laughs> frankly, I don't think I'm a person who should be involved with treating delusions, hallucinations, or tightly held strange beliefs because I think I have strange beliefs. Well, we have, all have some strange beliefs. Yeah, Let's be real. Yeah, <laughs> I, have, I have some very strange belief systems and I'm not – I feel like I might be uh, like very, very open as a provider. Yeah. When you when you tell me something that's like buck wild, like fairy realm, I don't 
actually see it as that book wild, honestly. Right. Like there's a level where I think maybe I don't know. Maybe that's I don't know. I I know that at one point in history in paganism, fairy realms were very real yeah. and actually made a lot of sense culturally. And hell, there was some evidence that people gathered about that. So right. I'm not well, and in different culture. I mean, like the little people. You yeah, know, like exactly. That's in like different Danish things. That is that it, you don't fucking question that. Yeah. That's real. That is real. Exactly. And so it is kind of. Yeah. It's really hard with this to guy know. though, with especially with the concept. Like he okay, had, yeah. he had we so, can like, medically with the bodily <laughs> issue things. Like it was like okay, no, we need a little bit more assistance here because you are physically endangering yourself by what yeah. you're doing with your poops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with your lack of poops. Yeah, and you're holding it in. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I do like that. That had some medical solid evidence right. behind it. Yeah, that's, that's how I was nice. able to get some support. Otherwise, yes. I it would have been yeah. I definitely have a couple of people with schizotypal personality uh, on my caseload right now, and they're a lot fluffier because they're not doing anything medically weird. They don't have the bodily illusion so mm, much. Okay. They just have very odd beliefs. Yeah. Very odd, uh, particularly spiritual beliefs. Uh, Which again, like, I don't want to like- be, I know. I don't want to be like crushing anybody's spirituality. Exactly. Even if it's something that's a little peculiar. And who am I to say? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the truth is out there. Aliens. I don't know. Hell yeah. I can't, I can't prove any of I this. I believe. Yeah. I, well, I am. I always, Some of it. <laughs> I always joke that I wanted to be Fox Mulder, but then now you're Fox Mulder because you're the spookier one of the two of us. <laughs> And now I have to be Scully. And it's just, I'm really angry about it. Anyway. Why can't we both be Fox? I don't understand. That's a good point. We could both be Fox. We need to find a Scully. The point is, is that this one is, these, all three of these are very tricky. Uh, We don't see them very often. Right. But hey, this is, now you guys know if you find something that is a bit strange in your reality that you are encountering with a, with an aunt or an uncle or a family member or a friend that just. You yeah. know, just isn't quite lining up with any of the other things you've heard of. Hey, maybe it's this. We don't know. Right. Now, the more you know. Yeah. Did you have a character <laughs> reference for this guy? For uh, this? Yeah. Oh, again, it was the Willy Wonka Jack oh, yeah. Sparrow's and Mad that's Hatter's. Right, that's right. Yeah. That's you just, know, I was just thinking, what, you what thinking? about like Alice in Wonderland? Yeah, I was thinking very Alice in Wonderland. Like, yeah, if that... like just her herself. Like, if she, like, when she oh. comes back to reality and she's like, this is what's happening in Wonderland. And she even dressed a little different, right? Yeah. Because in the time and culture. That's a and good point. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I love, hey, I'm, I'm very into all of these. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, I support it. I support our differential on fictional characters. characters. <laughs> so I think uh, for- Yeah, we have to wrap it here. Yeah. Craziness. Okay, we we had be... a lot more information on all of these things, but we're going to wrap just on personality disorders using cluster A today. And- this week, we're going to be recording two episodes at a time, so we aren't going to do a homework assignment. Plus, I don't even know what our homework would be with this. Related to this. <laughs> so do you have a joke for me this week? I do. I do. Mm, hit me. What sits at the bottom of the sea and twitches? Yo mama. <laughs> <laughs> a nervous wreck. Oh, <laughs> that's cute that's really cute i like the c ones okay i have got (laughs) Uh, i I don't know if this is good or not so the police came to my house tonight holding a picture of my sister they said is this your sister 
Shocked, I answered, yes. They said, I'm afraid it looks like she's been hit by a bus. And I said, I know, but she has a lovely personality. (laughs) What? (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So I picked it because of personality disorders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So that is our episode this week, folks. Uh, And if you like it, again, subscribe and rate us. Otherwise, we will have you back for episode two on cluster B personality disorders. Yeah. And buckle the fuck up on those. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Get ready to party. It's going to be intense. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, thank everyone for listening. Okay. Bye. Bye. Catch you on the flippity flip. Flippity flop. (laughs)